We're in. Welcome Welcome to the Mocktail Hour. That's right. The sober curious. And the alcohol free as fuck. Ooh, af af. I'm Sunny. And I'm Cynthia. And we're coming to you from Alameda, California, the island city. (laughs) And we're your mockologists and hosts for the next half hour or so. I am so excited to be here, Sunny. Oh, I'm so glad to have you in my little crab shack. (laughs) Um, Just to be clear, since this is our first podcast, and for all of you listening, we weren't always sober. And we're definitely not here to suggest that you should be sober. No, we're not going to be preachy or teachy or uh, at all pushy about your journey. We're just all about sober curiosity. And we're here to have fun and share some recipes and lots of stories. That's right. But let's introduce ourselves. Um, Sunny and I actually met at a bar. Well, it wasn't a real bar. It was a pretend bar. Well, it was kind of, I mean, it was close enough to a bar. I, it was at um, one of those real estate, I'm a real estate agent. I was at this big uh, swanky real estate affair in San Francisco, Uh, one of those things where when you walk in the front door, they hand you a glass of wine, and then for the rest of the evening, there's somebody just pouring wine into Mm -hmm. your glass. Not the most expensive either. That's right. Usually pretty cheap. Not that that matters. And quiche is the size of quarters, so you can keep getting drunker. Correct. Correct. (laughs) And um, this was a this was a big house, and you, will you say more about that? Um, yes, we had each designer had their own room to decorate, and I was awarded the tiniest room in the house, which was the closet <laughs> off the master, which was a barely a hand towel size closet. But I was a new designer, and that's what new designers get when they throw their hats in the ring and went and. Did this entire fantasy, very uh, pinup girl, fun, off the wall bar, and uh, called the Honey Hole. I thought it was called Dad's Honey Hole. Oh, it was. It was Daddy's Honey. Was it Dad's Honey da- Hole? Daddy or Daddy's Honey Hole? I think it was Dad's Honey Hole. Daddy sounds too gross, doesn't it? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to have a honey hole. Right. Um, I, I remember that I, okay, so this was like a four or five story house. Mm-hmm. I started from the ground floor. And by the time I'd gotten up to the honey hole, I was pretty much completely loaded um, yes. on that cheap white wine. And <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, there's the honey hole and there's Sunny. Yes. And we, we caught our each other's attention and went, oh, she looks fun. Oh, she looks fun. I can't remember how we actually managed to keep in touch after that, though. I think I was just really uh, taken by how creative you oh. were and are. And I must have reached out to you. I can't I, remember either. I do stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. No. As, as a real estate agent, that's mm-hmm. what we do. If you let us know how to re- contact you, we will. <laughs> um, you, your guys are like vegans. You'll always let you know, people know what you do. 
That's right. Should I mention it again while You're we're sitting realtor? here? Realtor, <laughs> Cynthia? Yes. I'm glad you asked. I sell real estate here in San Francisco. Okay. So now, before we get started, mm-hmm. let's let's make a mocktail. Yes. A mocktail as in uh, M-O-C-K-T-A-I-L. We're going to actually make a mocktail drink. Oh, yes. Um, A-I-L. I gotcha. And I'm really excited um, because we're going to start with a with a real classic that I call the cordless screwdriver. <laughs> now, I know what some of you are thinking, that that's easy. Mm-hmm. A screwdriver, after all, is just orange juice and vodka. Mm-hmm. But I did a little research before I'm making our alcohol-free version and um, I found out that it's really important when you're making a screwdriver, if you're going to do it right, mm-hmm. you need to use high-quality vodka, Sunny. I don't Uh-oh. know if you knew that. Not Russian rock gut. <laughs> high-quality vodka, and please, fresh-squeezed orange juice. Really cold. That's right. It yeah. has to be really cold. Um, and that's why for today's recipe... The cordless screwdriver. <laughs> I've already taken it upon myself to select these fabulous oranges. I'm just going to show you mm-hmm. some of them. See how round and orange. Gosh, they're orange. <laughs> they're beautiful. Are they Florida? They are artisan oranges. I think they grow them right here on the island of Alameda. Uh, yes, we have artisanal oranges here. That's Northern California, of course. Screw those Florida people. So I procured these, and I actually squeezed some of them ahead of time so they could be really cold. Mm. Because I know that we want this to be really cold. Do you have the glasses? Yeah, sure. I've got a full bar up here somewhere. Yeah, let me me show you. Um, To make this recipe, first I'm going to put some ice in our glasses. Then I'm pouring in the orange juice, the artisanal, artisanal, is that what you call it? Yes. Organic. Organic orange juice from the trees of Alameda. (laughs) And see, I've poured it in. Mm -hmm. And now just a spritz of soda, Mm -hmm. just a spritz. And for garnish, I'm suggesting today that we just use this little sprig of fresh rosemary mm. that I that I picked from the garden here. Mm, perfect. So give it a stir. Yep. Ready? And cheers. Cheers. Chin chin. <laughs> oh my, that is Yum. Just, just delicious. Um, Very refreshing. Now, I know some people would say all that, that we need really is a big s- slug of vodka in there with it. Mm-hmm. But really, just the orange juice alone is quite... It's perfect. Quite delicious. Um, when I was getting my research together for this show and trying to find the perfect cordless screwdriver recipe, mm-hmm. I came across um, a recipe for something called... A slow, comfortable screw up against a fuzzy wall. Good Lord. Right out of the 70s. That must have been Playboy magazine. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's the kind of thing that you have to have some big, some big ones to go up to the bartender and order something like that, right? Hugh Hefner, maybe. Yeah. Well, anyway, so in addition to vodka in a slow, comfortable screw up against a fuzzy wall, you also are going to put in some slow gin, Southern Comfort, Galliano, peach snaps, and orange juice. Jeez. Yeah, that's that sounds pretty nasty. I'm yeah. so glad that we're just having this delicious Alameda cordless screwdriver today. Yes, the much better. This one sounds like a little bit of a double wide in Kentucky to me. I, I don't know if I could get on board with that. <laughs> So we're coming to the portion of our podcast where we're going to get into the mocktail, uh, as in M-O-C-K-T-A-L-E, mocktails. Mm-hmm. This is the mocktail hour. Yes. Right? It is. And I think we're going to just swap stories kind of on a theme mm-hmm. here. Shall I go first? Go ahead, girl. Okay. So... This is a story about firsts, mm-hmm. and um, but I need to begin by telling you about this dress that I had. I had this dress when I was um, maybe a junior or a senior in high school. It was the most beautiful dress I ever had. It was this deep, deep blue, beautiful, luscious velvet dress, and it was floor length. Didn't your mom make it? My mom made it. <gasps> she did. Whoa. My mom loves me. Jeez. Um, and the reason my mom made it is that my parents were school teachers, and we couldn't really afford to pay retail mm. down at the uh, department store. So anytime I wanted something, mom and I would go down to the to the department store, and we'd visit the fabric department. Jeez, little house on the prairie. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever do that? Did you go to the? Did you ever? No, sew? I didn't. No, no. Uh, I come from the least craftiest family on the planet. Yeah, but- I get hives if I look at glitter or glue or crafts. Really? But you're so creative. I know, but I just make other people do things that I, I'm creative about. Oh, find no. other people that can actually do my ideas. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, that's, that's, I mean, that's better, isn't it? I guess so. I just, I get itchy and anxious if I have to figure out how to cut something in a straight line or sew a square pillow um, or yeah, make a cookie that rises, anything, baking. Did you have to take home economics when you were in school? I did, and I mixed up the sugar and the salt on some biscuits (laughs) and flunked. Oh. Because they were pure salt rocks. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I just remember um, being in home ec class, and we had to make a skirt. It was a skirt with what they call, forgive me, I don't know the term, um, like a casing, like a casing waist, an elastic waist. Beyond my brain capability. Well, anyway. This is like the simplest skirt you could ever make, unless you were just going to pin some fabric together with a safety pin. Yeah. But I couldn't finish it. I could not finish it. I was, I was really enthusiastic about cutting out the fabric and 
picking out the fabric mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't sew. Jeez. Anyway, so my mother sewed. Great. And she's she was so lovely about it. Um, so I go down to pick out the fabric and pick out the pattern. And, of course, a Vogue pattern mm. was the only pattern. Did you know that Vogue patterns? Sure. Yeah. My grandma on my dad's side sewed. Okay. Nothing, no clothes, but she could do pretty much anything. Okay. Well, she would have appreciated this, the effort that went into this Vogue pattern blue velvet dress. It was not McCall's. It was not simplicity. It was Vogue. Mm. And it was complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fabric, that velvet was really hard to push through the machine. Sure. So my mom was right down to the wire getting it ready. Was it a prom or something? It must have been like a winter formal yeah or something i probably i probably wore a turtleneck or something under it is my memory was it was kind of like a jumper oh and maybe a little too revealing oh um or too cold yeah for the winter um so anyway you can imagine the blue velvet floor length jumper with the white cotton turtleneck underneath it. uh-oh that was quite that worries me well <laughs> Anyway, I thought I looked fantastic. I did. And I was so grown up. I mean, so I was like, I don't know, some kind of a princess. What age is this? 16? I would have been probably 17. No. Probably 17. Old enough to know better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, so I felt like a million bucks until much later that evening when I must have, I don't remember much about this, but. What I remember is getting home and having vomit just plastered down the front of my blue velvet dress. Oh, no. I mean, not just vomit, but vodka and orange juice vomit mm-hmm. mixed in with, like, spaghetti. Oh, God! And maybe some Christmas cookies or eggnog or something. They probably smelled you before you got through the door. I think they were asleep because they probably been partying themselves that (laughs) night. (laughs) But so not only was it like um, all down my front, but it was starting to kind of freeze and stiffen up at the same time. (laughs) So gross. Wow. I mean, it's just so gross. And spaghetti sickles. Yeah, so so I don't know, like spaghetti sickles coming out of your nose. Yeah, right. You know when you. Oh there's yeah. Something particularly accurate about orange. Juice. I was I was a champion nose puker back in the day. <laughs> Food would always come up through my nose. It's such a lovely. It's so attractive. Yeah. The things we do to stay drunk. I know. Well, the thing is, is that what strikes me about it now is that. I had vomited, obviously, <laughs> rather uncontrollably, all over myself, and yet I greeted this whole episode with with nonchalance, right? Like, yeah, not a big deal. In fact, something I was a little bit proud of. Like, I was a little bit proud that I oh, had, oh yeah, a badge gotten, of honor, yeah, shit faced, and a little bit proud that I was all grown up, and um, that I'd been wearing my Vogue jumper. And that, I mean, I never, I didn't have any regrets. Mm -hmm. Like later on, maybe I regretted being hungover or 
um, getting caught or mm-hmm. feeling bad. Mm-hmm. But I never regretted the drinking mm-hmm. part. Like it never occurred to me to stop to make that first time of getting sick from alcohol be the last time. Isn't like, that everyone's experience, though? I don't think anybody goes, whoa, I'll never do that again. Well, but shouldn't shouldn't they? <laughs> I think they should. I yeah. think they should. I mean, if you had, <laughs> like, if you had the flu, yeah, right? If you had the flu and you had spaghetti coming out of your nose, <laughs> right, onto the floor, you might say, oh, my God, please let me get over the flu. What can I do yeah. so that I won't have the flu? Right. Uh huh. But instead, this was this self-induced illness that mm-hmm. was just disgusting. Anyway, yeah. that's my story. Wow, that's my story. I wish somebody had been how, there to how say. How did you d- save the dress? I'm more concerned about your dress at this point. I'm really <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know what? I think my mom maybe still has it. If so it was salvageable. It was salvageable. Um, I mean, it was so lovely. Maybe it was washable. I'm sure. Could that be? Velvet is, isn't velvet cotton or something? Wow. Anyway, so that's my story. Goodness. My my vomiting all over myself. Oh, mine is similar in that vein. (laughs) But it was much later. I didn't find myself getting sick drinking um, early on in my teens or 20s. I, I, um managed to escape any really embarrassing scenes in my teens and 20s. With Why was that? that? Were you just I don't smart? Know. smart? You know, probably my first experience wasn't really alcohol related. It was a it was taking psilocybin mushrooms in college. Oh, right. And that prompted <laughs> a puke fest, like <laughs> rainbow pukes <laughs> shooting <laughs> out of every orifice. Um and I, you know, I was so out of it. I went to the payphone to call my mom to tell her I died, but I couldn't figure out the numbers on the phone. Um, that was the first? No. That was the first really sick, you know, but it wasn't alcohol related. But the alcohol related one is probably in my late 20s was uh, a 4th of July party mm. that my friend in Mill Valley hosted. And I, I would say my peak drinking was 20s and 30s mm-hmm. as far as, you know, binge drinking. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't really a glass of wine a night type of drinker. I was a save it all up and blow it all out at a bar right. once a week kind of drinker. Right, like I'll have six of those. Yes. <laughs> and I've stopped counting because I have no off switch. Um, but this was a 4th of July party and... My mom came, and my mom makes amazing pies. Pies? Pies. Okay. All kinds of pies. Cherry, peach cobbler from Texas. So she's got the pie gene. She's probably, oh, no, she wouldn't have been using artisanal oh, fruit no. from Alameda no. at the time. No. But I think this one was blackberry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it was probably fresh blackberries. Knowing her, she loves to go to, you know, a side of the highway, fresh fruit stand kind of lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, showed up to this party. And I was already three sheets to the wind on, I think it was a Cabernet 
It's oh, definitely oh. red wine. Oh. Which was weird because it was a day party, you know. Yeah, but that was so sophisticated to be oh, drinking yeah. red wine. Um, I probably drank mostly wine during that period. She turned up with that pie and I just tucked in. <laughs> I had maybe three slices. I sort of like retreated to the yard with my three slices of pie <laughs> and just <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Oh, it's the best pie ever. <laughs> and um, I, I sort of just got up and, and wandered into the bathroom with the intention of just um, using, you know, going for a pee and mm-hmm. I, the next thing I knew, I covered their entire white tiled bathroom in blackberry oh my oh yeah oh it was kind of nice kind of pleasant on the floor (laughs) on the bath mat deep i mean it was like the steve mcqueen scene where the blob comes through the projector right right (laughs) it was like that in my mind it was like a big (laughs) alien blob that was taking over the whole bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's weird. I must have missed the toilet. <laughs> because I I knew I was going to puke. And then I went to puke and I thought, well, geez, where'd the toilet bowl where go? Where'd the toilet go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just didn't make it. Oh. So my I next thought. Surprise. Yeah. And I was by myself in there, and I was wearing these amazing blue and white pants. I still remember them. I got on my knees, and I grabbed maybe three squares of toilet tissue Mm -hmm. and tried to start cleaning it up. (laughs) (laughs) Three squares of toilet paper. Right. That'll do it. And this is where my one of my nearest and dearest friends, still to this day, Lisa... She knew, she saw me leave the party, and being a good girlfriend, she came to check on me. Had she heard you in the bathroom? No, but she just, <laughs> she knew I was in there a while. Mm-hmm. And then she opened the door, and she went, she, my, she went, oh, no, Shushu, what happened? <laughs> and, and I looked up to her, and to this day, she'll still call me, mm-hmm. and she'll say, I'm sick. <laughs> And that's what I looked up to her and I said, I'm sick. Uh, and she went, uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> you are sick. So she basically came in and saved the day and mopped up the enormous goo of blackberry and wine that I had covered this person's nice person's bathroom in. They're probably still finding some of it like in the grout. Oh, yeah, it's probably lavender by now. And, you know, as I was cleaning, of course, I got my pants dirty Mm -hmm. with purple. So I thought, no, I'll just take them off. (laughs) So I took my pants off, uh, but I forgot I had no pants on. And I wandered into the party in a thong. Oh. And just as I was turning the corner to the party, my husband grabs me. Whoa, what do you think you're doing? whoa partner yeah oh and that same evening he pulled me from walking into a sliding glass door too so it was a hell of a day hell of an evening yeah well but 
I was the same. It was just like, oh, I barfed. Yeah. What do we make of that? Nothing. It's part of drinking. Right. Oops. Next. Move along. Yeah. No, Next party. No, no downtime. Yeah. Nope. July 5th rolled around and. Yeah, I probably stayed in bed all day like I did. But uh, those were before kids days. You know, it was, it was when my kids came and started to get older that my drinking became a problem, which mm. I'm sure we'll delve into later. But yeah, we're going to hear about that later mm-hmm. from you. Yeah. And me. Uh-huh. I mean, I remember those, like, early morning dental appointments with a hangover. Ooh. Like, for the kids. Yeah. Stuck in a waiting room with <laughs> children screeching and, like, the little mermaid on the TV and the clown and, and just having to... Claustrophobic. Yeah, yes. Having to go outside just to kind of keep it together. Mm-hmm. And, and then stand, like, near a bush... In case, in case I was feeling a little ill. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, more about that later. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that lovely story. Sorry, uh, we've already scared half of our audience away from our puke stories. Well, do we have do we have a moral to our stories? Is there any? I mean, we're not judging, Mm-mm. and and we're not suggesting that anybody should alter their behavior. I mean, if you've been thinking about not drinking, don't make up your mind right now. No. You can keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I think it's just important to assess if it's working for your life anymore. And if it's not, you just, you know, slowly ratchet down. Yeah. Drink less and less. You know, my doctor told me when I was going to quit that you know have two drinks and then have a water you know Mm -hmm. start that way yeah i think i did that you know i could have two drinks a water and then three drinks (laughs) (laughs) and then maybe a diet coke Uh and then another drink you know yeah that that can work i mean i'm being really smart ass about that but um i think that if we were I, I sort of wish that there was alcohol education for people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking of my 17-year-old self who mm-hmm. thought nothing of of drinking a bunch of screwdrivers and getting drunk and throwing up all over the place. Like, that was normal. Well, like, that that's was what exp- we were all doing. Yeah. It's what our peer groups were experimenting with. I'm going through it now with my own teenager. Yeah. You know? It's like there's, and I mean, as we always say, there's a whole industry devoted to our impairment. Yes. If you just look around. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I've enjoyed this. I hope that our listeners have enjoyed this hour of mocktails. And um, we, we certainly welcome your comments mm-hmm. and your questions. Um, we love to hear your own mocktails mm-hmm. or cocktails. T-A-L-E-S, if you have those. Cocktails Um, are even more fun than cocktails (laughs) with an A-I. And um, so please uh, reach out to us. You can follow us on Instagram. Yep. The Mocktail Hour is our handle. Our splash page has a martini glass spilled with uh, some gold glitter in it. 
The Facebook page is under construction at the moment, but tell your friends about us and we'll be back with more stories. Yay! Yay! Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.